The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Big Red Bench Women's Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy McCarthy. On this week's show, our VIP special guests are Cork Harlequins co-captains Niamh Sexton and Michelle Barry, who are part of their team's Munster Women's Hockey Division 1 title-winning squad. Two more VIP guests on this week's show are 2023 Miss Quote.ie Champions Trophy winning captain Anya McKenna and head coach Mark Scannell from the address UCC Glenmire Basketball Club. We'll also hear from Cork Camogie Senior Manager Matthew Toomey ahead of the Rebels' very early National Camogie Division 1 final showdown with Galway and from Cork Intermediate Manager Trevor Coleman as his side prepares for their National Camogie Division 2B final appearance. Ahead of this week ends TikTok Women's Six Nations clash between Ireland and Italy. Aoife Callan gets manager Greg Williams and Irish international Nicola Friday's reaction to bouncing back from losing to France in Musgrave Park. That's all to come on this week's Women in Sport podcast. Cork Harlequins emerged from a season-long battle with UCC, Church of Ireland, Bandon and Ashton to capture the 2023 Munster Women's Hockey Division 1 title. I sat down with co-captains Niamh Sexton and Michelle Barry to talk about Harlequins lifting the famous trophy, bouncing back from losing a Munster Cup final to UCC, the quality of their squad, some goal-scoring rivalries and much more. Now, throughout the season here on the Big Red Bench, we have been covering uh, Munster Women's Hockey extensively with the PRO of Munster Women's Hockey, Graham Catchball, and it's been a particularly entertaining year, I think it's safe to say, uh, both at EY1 and EY2 level, but most especially at Munster Women's Division 1 level, where we had a title battle and a half, to put it mildly. At the end of, or nearing the end of what has been a, a long, long season, Cork Harlequins reigned supreme, thanks to uh, a fantastic record as it stands coming into the the final weekend of 12 wins and one loss from their 13 outings. They held off UCC, um, who were level with them for a long stretch of it, to finally win the title. And we are delighted to be joined by co-captains, Michelle Barry and Niamh Sexton. Michelle, you're very welcome to the Big Red Bench. How are you? Good, good. Thanks a million for having me. Not at all. And Niamh, welcome to the Big Red Bench. How are you? Thanks very well. Yeah, thanks for having us. Not at all. Um, let's start there with winning the Munster Women's Division 1 League. Congratulations, first of all. It is not an easy league to win. It is a very, very difficult league to win. I'm going to start with you, Niamh, if that's okay. Um, first of all, what does it mean uh, as co-captain of the team and to the club itself to take this title, considering the battle you had, not alone with UCC, but with Church of Ireland, with Bandon, with Ashton, a lot of good teams in there this year. You had to be a really, really uh, consistent um, and it must be a fantastic boost to the club now. Uh, we're absolutely delighted to win the league. Um, I think it would end up being quite a long league, like we still have a match left. Um, but we're really happy with how our team developed throughout the season. From our first game uh, back in September to now, like we've changed a lot. We've really developed our younger girls coming through have been massive in winning it. Like our school girls, uh, their development through the year has just been outstanding. Um, and we definitely couldn't have done it without all of them. You mentioned how, how long a season it was, uh, Niamh, but the fact you had UCC snapping at your heels pretty much stride for stride, that that really did push you, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely UCC and Gerardoff were the two that, those matches are always close and they're never never fun to be facing into, but luckily we came out the good end of most of them, so we were happy out with that. 
Indeed you did. Um, Michelle, we mentioned the fact that UCC were snapping at your heels before you eventually uh, wrestled the title from their grasp. The fact you lost, and I'm sorry to bring it up, but you lost a Munster Women's Cup final to UCC just the day before you had to go and face them again in the league. I mean, I mean, it seems like a cliche, but there was obviously motivation to want to get revenge for that loss. Uh, but also, uh, I think just the fact that you didn't want the season to end on such a, a flat note, considering all the effort that had gone in. Yeah, absolutely. The game we lost to UCC, the Munster Senior Cup, was very disappointing for all of us. Um, if anyone who was at the game would know that we were on top for a lot of that game. Um, but our final pass or our finishing just wasn't there for us, unfortunately. Um, so I think having all those young players and having the experience with Yvonne and Kleena Sargent, I think, who I suppose give us like help us every single session, uh, match, everything they have. They actually have all the wisdom that you could mm. even imagine. Um, they help support us all. And I think with that disappointing result in the Senior Cup final, we all kind of came together to work hard enough to, to really put in a strong performance against UCC to beat them in the league. Which is brilliant. It was, yeah, and that's the thing to lift yourself up again after losing a cup final to an opponent who you're fighting the league for is one thing. To do it within. 24 hours. I mean, it's rare in sport that women are asked to do that. Now, it's, it's, I won't say it's the norm in hockey, but it's, it's, it's been quite, you see quite a lot of it. From your point of view, Michelle, how difficult, I mean, just, I mean, emotionally you're down after losing a cup final, but physically to get back up again and go for it and put in a really, really good performance to clinch, you know, all but clinch the league. Um, how hard was that to do? Um, I think with the, the group of players that we have in our squad, I think the motivation was always there. And I think that came from each individual person and what the way they were feeling after the, the final, mm. that we all just came together and it worked out really, really well for us in the end. Put in a good performance to win the game. You certainly did. Um, Niamh, talk to me about what we, we mentioned, like winning a league title, what this does for Cork Harlequins, not just the senior team, but all the teams that make up this fantastic club and how important your coaching and management team were this year. Uh, yeah, like, like we couldn't we couldn't go out every week and play our matches. We couldn't get to our training sessions without them. And the work that Eddie and Vanessa have been doing behind the scenes is massive. Um between especially this season, I think rescheduling games and changing fixtures. Poor Vanessa was having heartbreaks at times trying to get them all played. We had situations where that week of our fine our, the cup final and then what turned out to be kind of one of the lead deciders. We ended up playing four matches in seven days. So I think this season, the coaching staff and really being our whole team together and being a one collective unit has has shone through coming into the end of the season. Um, but yeah, without Vanessa and Eddie, we definitely wouldn't wouldn't have made it through um, the whole way through that season. You would echo those sentiments, Michelle. I'd imagine that the, the efforts been put in by the, those two individuals off the field have been as important as your performances on it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think if we didn't have Eddie and Vanessa, I think we'd be in a different boat right now. Um, they are really, yeah, they do it all for us, really. I know we have to go out on the pitch and win the match at the end of the day, but all the work that they put in behind the scenes... Um, I don't think they get enough credit for all the work that they do. And we'd just like to say thank you to them if they're, if they're listening in. 
Of course they're listening in because Sergeant, she's older in the South <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, you're gonna be in big trouble if you forget anybody. I know. <laughs> Um, you're listening to Cork's Red FM's Big Red Bench. We are speaking to the co-captains of the Munster Women's Hockey Division 1 Champions for 2023, Cork Harlequins, Michelle Barry and Niamh Sexton, just reviewing what has been a fantastic season for that particular club. Um, Michelle, just to come back to you again, you beat Belvedere uh, 7-1 midweek to finally confirm yourselves as champions uh, with one round of games to go. I assume it was straight home early up again the next day. There hasn't been uh, time for many celebrations or has there? No, there hasn't. After the game on Thursday against Belvedere, we went straight to Dublin on Saturday morning to play um, Evoca Hockey Club mm-hmm. in the EY2 quarterfinal. Um, so there was no time to celebrate. We got up there and we played a really good game, actually. The girls played out of their skin and we won one in. So we went to the semifinal now in two weeks' time. Congratulations on that. And Nia, if you'd echo that, I mean, this again is the thing I admire most about hockey players, specifically Munster women's hockey, like the clubs. You win something, it's midweek, but there's always a game. There's a lot of travelling involved when it gets to the EY stage as well, because Leinster and Ulster clubs involved as well. But it doesn't seem to it, it, it doesn't seem to upset people. They just get on with it. Is is, is that the case uh, as, as a hockey player, as a senior hockey player? Um, yeah, I think, again, I think at this stage we're kind of used to it. Um, there, there definitely is a lot of travelling. It does take a lot of time, but when you're playing with such a nice group and we all really enjoy it, I don't think it, it doesn't bother us too much. Um, now the half six starts on the way to Belfast aren't enjoyable. Um, but no, to be fair, the group we have is so nice that it kind of makes all the travelling and everything worth it. When then. As Michelle said, we got to that. We got to our EY quarterfinals and we won it. We're through to the semifinals. So it all we, we get the benefits out of it in the end. So it's all worth it. You mentioned as a co-captain, you have a nice group of people that you're dealing with. But how, um, you know, I mean, the dressing room dynamic is clearly a positive one. You wouldn't be champions. You wouldn't be doing as well as you are. But how, how, how good a group are they to deal with? And you can be as open and honest here as you want because, you know, they'll get their chance to respond as always yeah. on the line. I know they're a very good group to be fair. Uh we have a few of few of the oldies um in and around, but the, the running joke is our average age is about seventeen on the team. So we'll play the college teams, but actually our team is nearly younger than them. <laughs> You'd echo that sentiment, Michelle. They're a lovely group, nothing wrong with them and nothing bad to say about them. <laughs> nothing bad at all. No, they're all they're all brilliant. No complaints. Yes, Um, I was expecting those answers. (laughs) Michelle, one of the things we talk about quite a lot each week on the Big Red Bench when it comes to most women's hockey, one of the most popular segments is the the goal scoring charts. We're coming towards the end of it now as well uh, of this season. Uh, The last time we checked prior to this weekend's results when this is being recorded, but the Munster women's top scorers, uh, Emma Sullivan is out in front, but there's two Cork Harlequin players snapping at her heels to finish the season as the top scorer. One of them is Beth Ann O'Farrell, a name we know well, with 17 goals. And then there is a Michelle Barrett with 16 goals uh, so I'm going to ask you the same question um, and Julia McCarthy uh, we should mention and Ivano Burner in the top 10 as well so there's, there's clearly a lot of goals in the team which is very important if you want to be successful but from your point of view Michelle how much do you want to pass out Beth Anna Farrell and be the top scorer in the team before the end of the year? Oh God um, yeah I do want to pass out Beth, Beth Anna Farrell um, but she's she's pushing on now I'm kind of under pressure but I'm, I'll be honest, if there's anybody else to be ahead of me on the team, I must say Beth Ann truly and well deserves it, to be honest. She's after putting in a fantastic performance all year. And if I was in the circle and I couldn't shoot, I'd definitely pass it to Beth Ann. 
I don't believe a word of that. Sorry, I don't believe a word of that last <laughs> sentence. Sorry, as a goal scorer, I believe everything else about you've said about Beth Anu is a, a Trojan. Uh, Niamh, you're laughing uproariously as well at that last comment, yes? Yeah, there's there's, there's big... I think that would be the only thing that would divide our team is the, the top goal scorer, but top goal scorer. Four away um, on Thursday night against Belvedere, so I think she's almost... Almost running away with it, but no, it's definitely Michelle. Michelle and Vaughn never deciding it as long as Yvonne's not beating me I'm happy Okay so that's the real crux of this you don't want Yvonne O'Byrne uh, to beat you see after a while we pin we, 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 we peel back a few of the layers with the co-captains and we find out the true meaning of all of this um, look we're, we're laughing and joking about what is a very very positive year for Cork Harlequins far from over as well but Michelle um, talk to me about the popularity of Munster Women's Hockey and how you know what a positive thing it is for people that are involved in it because I'm I'm sensing it now this year more than ever both at senior level and both at underage level it's thriving not just in Cork but throughout Munster the extra the province itself is that something you see is it something that you you, you think is true and uh, why would you recommend this particular sport maybe to women that might want to try it and haven't tried it or haven't played it in a long time yeah I think hockey is after really coming on in the last couple of years especially Munster hockey um, I know. Munster Hockey are after introducing an academy squad. So it's uh, basically an under-15 and under-17 panel that train for six weeks, um, all for the development of, we'll say, the Munster under-16 team and then the Munster under-18 team. Now, this has been happening up in, we'll say, Leinster and Ulster for the last few years, and we're starting to do it down here now in Munster, which is fantastic. So now all the girls underage are getting all that training session. They're getting all the basics that they can go back to schools and clubs with. And it's just, I suppose, increasing the level and the intensity of the game that we play in now that we wouldn't have played at that level in previous years. So it's brilliant. Really, really good. Same for you, Niamh. How good a sport is this and why do you keep playing it? Um, yeah, well, I think definitely what Michelle said there, like the development we're bringing in at the moment is huge for the development of the sport as a whole. But I think also just the friendship and just the positive environment you do get from it. I think like... Growing up through the years, getting to play like school, club, then through the monster teams and stuff, you get to meet loads of people from different places. Um, and then I think hockey is one of, is a nice sport in that even our senior team, there's a good mix of ages there. I think let's the older ones still, still feel young and have a bit of fun, but also the younger girls coming up, they get the opportunity to not only learn from people, as you said, like Clean and Yvonne, who have like all those Irish caps behind them, but they also get to play alongside them and they get to learn from doing it with them rather than just looking in. So I think just all those positive environments and those positive role models for the younger girls is is huge in the sport. Yeah, it's certainly working definitely within your own club and it's probably being, um, I think, echoed as well. I would think myself, post-COVID, a lot more young girls took up hockey that mightn't necessarily have done so um, and have bought into it. And I've seen it just in, in Cork County in, in areas where maybe hockey wasn't predominantly the big sport. It's starting to become the big sport. And um, I just think the more coverage we can give it and uh, the more we can promote it with people like yourselves uh, who've done uh, had su- such success with Cork Harlequins this year is only a good thing. Well, listen, um, 
First of all, congratulations to both of you, co-captains of the Munster Women's Division 1 uh, Champions, Cork Harlequins. Your season not finished yet, as you said, following that EY2 quarterfinal victory. But listen, uh, everybody here on the Big Red Bench uh, is delighted for you. We've really enjoyed speaking to you today. I'm sure you have a few questions to answer when you get back to the dressing room and the rest of the team here this interview. <laughs> and not least about Michelle and the goal-scoring exploits. But... Uh, <laughs> To uh, Michelle Barry and to Neve Sexton of Cork Harlequins, uh, thank you for joining us here on the Big Red Bench and best of luck for the remainder of your season. Thanks, man. Thanks very much. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. The address UCC Glanmire claimed the 2023 Misquote.ie Champions Trophy following an 88-77 win over DCU Mercy at the National Basketball Arena. I sat down with the address UCC Glanmire captain Anya McKenna to talk about her club's fifth major trophy in two years, how a new-look squad has gelled following a tough start and what's next for this remarkable club. I also got the chance to speak to the address UCC Glanmire head coach Mark Scannell to talk about his club's latest triumph, the people and sponsors behind the scenes that helped deliver two trophies this past season and why the young players coming through give the address UCC Glanmire every chance of future success. Now I am delighted to be joined on the line by the address UCC Glanmire captain um, following the club's yet another success for that fantastic club this past weekend, Anya McKenna, uh, following as I said the address UCC Glanmire's uh, win in the Women's Champions Trophy final at the National Basketball Arena, overcoming, um, as they did, DCU Mercy 88-77. Anya, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench and back once again to talk about another success. Hi, Jerry. Thanks a million for having me on. Um, you've had a long career. You've had, uh, you st- and you're still going, hopefully, um, with your career. But in terms of winning yet another trophy, what is it about this group, this management team, the people behind the scenes that the address UCC Glenmire, who were pretty much written off, let's be honest about it, in the very early weeks of the year uh, in both the league um, but before we ever talked about a Champions Trophy, what is it about this group that you keep coming back, you keep defying the odds and you keep raising those trophies? Um, yeah, look, this year was pretty special, I suppose, as you said. We were, we were kind of written off the start of the season because we'd lost, I think, along with our pros I think it was six players in total including one of the best players in the league Claire Melia you know so um, we were we were down a good few players so it definitely was that little bit extra special this year um, and I think the fact that we actually we lost the cup at the start of the year that, that, that was a bit of a trigger for us as well because we knew we didn't want to lose for the rest of the season going forward you know um, and I think we just we just got caught in that at the start of the season you know I think that if it was a couple of weeks later I do believe that we probably would have would have would have won the cup maybe as well, um, but it was just a bit early in the season. We drew a team in the first round and 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 we just had a tough loss. But I really think that it stuck to us. You know, we didn't want to lose after that, and I mm. and I think that was a big thing, um, going on then and winning the the Super League and winning the Champions Trophy. So we won two out of the three um, trophies this year again, which was just a huge achievement. But I think all the credit has to go to the to the management. You know, especially with that number of changes in a team. You know, credit is due to, to Mark Scannell and to Ronan O'Sullivan and to Kenneth Clark. You know, they put in a huge amount of effort during the summer into recruiting our professional players. And and I think in the in the league now, like you need to have two good, really good professionals to 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 compete along with your Irish players. And that really showed this year. And I I just think huge credit has to go to them for that. You know, and and I suppose then when we got the team together. You know, like Mark, Mark and Ronan put in an awful lot of efforts into into getting getting everyone together and getting us to play as a team. Um, and you know, with with, with people like myself who've been along around for a long time, and and Claire, we Claire O'Sullivan back this year. 
you know, there's a lot of people there with a lot of experience um, and just, just really good to have around the group of players. That's very well said. Considering the number and the, the churn in the squad and the number of players that have come in over the past, whatever it was, nine, 12 months, how important were you and Clara Sullivan in terms of what you did off the court to explain to those who might not be used to a battle like this, what was needed, what was required and why Glanmire needed, you know, full commitment to be successful? Um, yeah, look, a lot of a lot goes on off the court. You know, we we do get on off the court as well, and you know, we we ha- we have to try meet up as a team quite a bit. But I think a lot of it stems from actually at training, um, and just keeping the standards high at training. You know, um, I think that that probably was the biggest part of it. You know, when we're together as a group and we're training, um, we just we just try to keep the standards as high as possible every year, and I think that makes a huge difference then. You've won 24 titles. This club has won 24 titles. I mean, that's astonishing at national level for that level of success. The hunger is there, the determination is there, and clearly the momentum was there once you got going. And in the final itself against DCU Mercy, again, Anya, you'd be the first to tell me it was a full squad effort to do that. But your two mm-hmm. Americans, Brittany and Karika Rashid, uh, Brittany Bird and Karika Rashid, combining for 56 points when, they need, when you needed it the most in a trophy final, that's what you want out of your American players. Yeah, that's that's when they they need to step up, you know. And I know, like Brittany is probably like she's just an absolute star, you know. I know she had thirty three point, points, but it, it it like Kai actually kind of goes under the radar a little bit because Brittany is so good, but Kai Kai is equally as good, you know. And she plays a different position, um, you know, and she mightn't get all the the credit that Brittany does, but definitely in the final on on Sunday or on Saturday, I think that um. Kai did go under the radar a bit. She 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 got so many rebounds. She scored twenty two points. You know she assisted. Um. So like Brittany, that that just goes to show how how much of a star Brittany is. You know. Um. But she they're just two incredible athletes. Like Brittany's probably one of the best athletes I'd say that I've ever played with. Um. And you know it's just a, it's just great for all the younger kids in the club and all the younger kids around watching basketball to be able to see women like that in sport um, you know and I really think it's raised the level of the sport this year and the fact that like they, that we were on TV you know and people were able to see Brittany and Kai in action and see the athleticism on display I just thought it was fantastic for women in sport Yeah apologies Kyrika I called you Kyrika there typical uh, very very sorry if I mispronounced your name um, the exposure that you mentioned there on television um, and across social media that Glanmire have gotten, this is going to raise the profile of the club further again and you would hope the next generation of players to come through. I assume this is not the end for you and I assume this is not the end for the current squad that the success that you've garnered over the last 12 months, as I said, should be motivation enough to come back and do it all again? Yeah, like I, I do think, I know our, our pros you know, are a huge part of it, but the group of Irish players that we have... Um, you know, makes a difference as well. And, and we've some great younger players coming up, you know, like Annelise Murphy, Louise Scannell, um, Amy Dooley, Simone O'Shea. They, they had huge parts to play in it. Neil Furlong, I could name out the whole team, you know, like, yeah. but they all do, they all do give us something, you know, and they're, they're all going to be great players in the future. Like, you know, they're all in their early 20s, you know, when they're in, when they're in their late 20s, you know, what are they going to be like? And, they're experiencing what it likes to what it's like to win now and, and, and you know, getting that will to win as well and and I think that's gonna make a huge difference for them going forward. You know, they're getting that experience early now. Um so it's nice to have that group of players there, you know, and, and hopefully they'll be able to continue. Is there a league table on you for what you've achieved at domestic level in the game? Not even talk about international but at domestic level or is the next one always the sweetest? 
Yeah, to be honest, I don't even think about what we have won or how many we have won. You know, we still, we still, as a group, have the will to win. And, you know, that's, that's, that's basically what it is. You know, I never think about how many we have or it's just looking forward always and looking to win, win the next one and, and see how we can go on and improve. Uh, spoken like a true captain as always. Um, I just think that considering since I've started covering uh, basketball and I've, I've I've gotten to know yourself and a few of the others and the address UCC Glenmire team, the thing as well with Mark Scanlon and the management team, the thing that 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 keeps coming across is like you've just said, there, there's no limit. Doesn't it's never enough. It's on to the next game. You've got to keep going. We've got to keep improving. And you had to do that to overcome DCU Mercy this year. But I think this one for me, considering how difficult a start to the season you endured compared to other years when you would have been on it from the start and winning kind of regularly to me it seems like it was just that bit sweeter that you were able to the basketball manager and the mentors were able to work things out off the court and you got it right on the court and that you know to go on and achieve what you have in a in a domestic game would you agree with me that is improving in quality with each year specifically this year it's even sweeter that you're at the top of the pile yeah, definitely. Um, this year, it was just, look, as I said, the start of the season, I don't know if anybody would have thought that we would have won two out of the three trophies, you know, so it was a huge achievement for us. And even even there on Saturday, we were we were down one of our best players, Tara Sullivan, and she had her brother's wedding on Saturday. So, you know, we, we were a little bit worried going into the game, I suppose, missing her and, and the amount that she has done over the last couple of weeks and months for us. And like she was player of the month, I think it was last month, you know, so... Being down a player like that, again, it's just huge credit to the management and being able to adjust losing a player like that um, and still being able to go out and win. So I really do think it's just it's just down to absolutely great management um, and just the club as a whole. You know, we've we've unbelievable sponsors as well and I, I, I suppose I do have to thank, you know, the, the, the address, the hotel, um, UCC, you know, we train there in the Mardyk, um every week. Um, your car sponsors, I could, I could go on and name all of the different people, you know, that we have to thank. But and and there's there's certain people in the club as well, Jimmy Roach, uh, Connie Allen, like Timmy Murphy, you know, all these people that are training every single night, you know, and and it's just a real group effort. And and I think that that's what what really sticks to us, you know. We've a great club. There's a there's a great group of people there. Um, our our team manager Maeve Nikiana, she's she's moved to Dingle and she still travels to all our games with us, you know. So. It's not just me, or it's not just you know two or three players that are, are leading the group. It's it's the whole club, um, and it's just it's just a fantastic achievement this year, as you said. And you know to win two out of the three, I think we've won five out of the six now the last two years. So, um, it's just it's just an unbelievable club. I don't think I could sum it up any better myself if I tried. I think that's the best assessment of where <laughs> the address UCC Glanmire are right now. Before I let you go. You're, you've obviously earned and the team has earned a very, very well-earned break. But what's on the horizon for yourself um, over the coming months? Or are you looking ahead to next season already? Um, not not really yet. I haven't even thought about it yet, to be honest, sir. I think um, just enjoy this these couple of days now after winning and celebrate. Um, we're actually heading up to the younger kids in the academy now with the cup and things. So looking, just enjoying this kind of at the moment. And, and we get back to the drawing board during the summer and we'll see where we go for next year. I have a very good idea where you might be going next year and next uh, ahead of next season. I'm looking forward to it already. Uh, look, Anya, um, on behalf of everybody, not just at the Big Red Bench, but at Cork Red FM as well, to everybody, like you've mentioned, they're associated with the address UCC, Glanmire. Hearty congratulations. Winning two out of the three national trophies is a terrific achievement. Five out of six, as you said, over the last two years. That is dominance. That is that is success. Uh, and, and that is dedication to your craft and I think the way you represent your club and the way you speak about your club says it all, really. And we are absolutely delighted here in the Big Red Bench um, for being 
being able to talk to you uh, about all of that. And we look forward to talking to you again, he said, making sure that you're back next season. And also everybody with the address UCC Glenmore. But for now, Anya McKenna, well done and congratulations. Thanks a billion, Jerry. Thanks for having me on and look, thanks for all the promotion of um, the basketball in Cork. It's great. Thanks a million. The 2023 uh, Champions Trophy winners adding it to their Super League title are none other than the address UCC Glanmire. A fantastic end to what has been a terrific season. We're delighted to be joined on the line here on the Big Red Bench by head coach Mark Scannell. Mark, first of all, congratulations. Uh, another trophy. No better way to end the, end the season. Yeah, we're very we're very happy. We had a great um, we had a great end to the season. You know, to be playing in the last game of the year is always kind of a goal of ours. No matter what the trophy is, you know, it always means that you know the team is stuck together and kind of peaked at the right time. So we were delighted to win the Super League, and we're we're thrilled to to add the Champions Trophy to us. Before we just talk about the overall achievements this season, DCU Mercy always give you uh, a tough game. That was uh, not. Same again this past weekend. Winning 88-77 doesn't tell the full story. But how, how pleased were you with your full team's performance? Not just Brittany Bird who scored 33 points, but just the whole team's effort. Well, like I, I'm delighted. I mean, this team this team evolved so so brilliantly over the year. Like at the start of the season, we, we lost six players, you know. Mm. And uh, a lot of people had us well written off. And, you know, I wasn't going into the, into the season with any great expectations. I always knew we'd be good, but I didn't think we'd be this good, you know. Um, Brittany Bard and Kyrika Rashid have been fantastic for the team, you know. And they've come in and they've given us a, a great um, ba- kind of base to work from. Um, I mean, I have to credit uh, Ronan O'Sullivan because like, we've been chasing Brittany for the last two or three years and uh, we kind of never got her over the line. But Ronan really went to bat over the summer and you know, he spoke with her agent at length and we couldn't afford her and we can't afford her. She's worth way more money than she'll ever get in Ireland. Um, but we promised her one thing. We said if she comes to Ireland that she'd be the best player in the league. And she was. And um, and we told her that she'd win some trophies and that she'd get a higher profile and hopefully that would get her maybe bigger and better offers down the road uh, in Europe. So that worked out really well for Brittany. Um, but she became, like, she became part of a very good nucleus of a team. Claire O'Sullivan, got back to her best um, after having Emma there a few months ago. Obviously, she's nearly a year old now, but, but Claire came back and just before Christmas, it was very difficult for her, but she was she was really good for us like in, in January, February, March. Brilliant. And then Anya just brings all that experience and then the younger girls really stepped up. So we're delighted. We're delighted with the way the team has evolved. We've got it. We've made the team younger by still keeping our, our experienced veteran superstars really because they are like, I mean, what Anya and Claire have been doing for the last, 12 years is just off the charts so it's it's great it's great for Glamour it's great for the club um, and you know long may it continue It certainly is Mark and part of that success as you've mentioned is not just the experienced players but it's the, the newcomers the likes of Mia Furlong Amy Dooley Abby Furlong Annalise Murphy I, c- I could name them all out Simone, Simone O'Shea they've all contributed at different times of the season and that must give you and, and the backroom team a huge sense of satisfaction that you know you weren't overly reliant on one player throughout the year or even two it was a real team effort No we never are you know and that's like our bench is always very decent and the biggest problem in Glanmire at times is that our younger players don't get enough time on the floor. Basketball is funny that way in that, you know, the, the quarters are so short and, you know, the, the, the expectations are so high and then with the way the league format is, you can't really afford to slip up, you know, because if you do, you know, you, you, you obviously can be behind the eight ball and it's very hard to catch up. Um, so at times, the younger players don't get the... Like, why well, see them every night training and I have absolutely no fear 
with those girls like uh, going forward they're going to be really good like we finished the game on Sunday with four under 20 trees on the floor you know um, and it was just incredible the way they performed Amy fouled out you know um, late in the game so did Mia and then Simone and Elise came in with, with and then, then you know we had Brittany and Oanya and Coy on with them and it was it was just incredible to watch you know there was times last Sunday I watched the game actually yesterday again and I was just so happy for all of those younger players um, that you know they came in on the big stage and they, they they stood up and they were they were counted and they were really good. So look in August well and like everything else, it's like in in our league, your Americans have to be right. And I have to say this year, I couldn't say enough about how good our Americans were. Like always, the girls really look after them and they make them feel at home and make them feel part of the club. You know, and it's just a pity that really the cup, I suppose, came around a bit. Too. Like we're being very selfish here, but you know, we just early in the season. You know, we met meteors early in, in, in October and our team wasn't ready, you know, and it took us away and we had to be patient just to get everybody into the into the kind of groove. And once kind of January came, I just thought this team took off, you know. Now, we got some frights along the way and you always do, but uh, our experience and our, and our just our, just the way they train, I really have to take my hat off to them. Like, like if you come to any of our training sessions every night, none of them are missing. They're always there. They're always putting it in. They're always pushing one another. They're always in the gym every day when they can be. Those that are those that are in college and that are they can get a bit of time off work. Um, and the Americans are in the Mardike every single day. So it's 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 a great story, really. You know, it is. And as you said, the manner in which uh, the address UCC Glanmire bounced back from a difficult start to the season, um, and the way that you've won two of the three trophies. We spoke to Anya McKenna a little earlier just about that fact. The hunger is clearly still there. Uh, Mark, the hunger to be successful has not diminished, irrespective of who the starters and who you know the players coming in and out and the churn in that particular squad. Talk to me about that hunger, and also talk to me about the dedication of your the people in the background that we don't normally see with the address UCC Glenmire that have helped you become um, champions and win the championship trophy once again. Well, it takes an awful lot to run a club, you know, and 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 the, our committee and and our volunteers, our parents in the club are phenomenal. Most of our younger coaches are parents. You know, most of the coaches in the club dealing with the younger kids are, are, are parents. And they, they put in an unbelievable effort. Fundraising, you know, being there two, three nights a week, uh, going to all the games on the weekend, then trying to support the National League team. And then, like, we have our sponsors who, like, I can't say enough about them. You know, the, the address is just an incredible sponsor. To look after our Americans every year for us and to give us you know, the platform that we don't have to go and try and rent accommodation and we don't have to try and feed the girls every day, which is a huge commitment from a club, um, is, is, is so good. And, they, you know, the girls are so well looked after. And then we have loads of, like, smaller sponsors around, like Ryan Supervalue and Glamour are fantastic. Glamour Credit Union are great, you know. And, I, I mean, I could go on and on and on. You know, Quinlan's Bar really look after us. And, you know, these people, you can't you can run a kind of... We're, we try to be as professional as we can be all the time, you know, and we're always trying to punch above our weight. You know, we're a small club. No matter what way you dress it up, you know, basketball is still a minority sport and you're trying to compete with the best and you're trying to do everything. Like, you look up to some of the way the GA and the rugby teams are set up. We, we, we try to emulate that and we've been doing it now for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And our turnover of players, you know, like... They're just the players that we bring through and the players that, that are there. And then they, they, they achieve so much. They always hang around. They always help out. Like Mary Green has been training with us there for the last few months. Um, and she's been fantastic at training with the younger girls, you know. Um, and she could play still, you know. She could still play. like, and But she comes up, 
twice a week and she's on the court and working as hard as everybody else. Marion Borden says she's always popping in and out. You know, it's just brilliant to have those kind of players on the periphery helping us out, helping the younger players out on our squad and just giving us that kind of support. And again, like we're very grateful for that. And we, we, I couldn't do it without the support of my assistant coaches, Ronan and Kenneth, my team manager, May, and then the likes of Con Allen and Jimmy Roach, who, who just picked the girls up, dropped them off, are there every night, you know, if we need ice packs, if we need whatever. It's just incredible, you know. I read I read Mary White's book a few years ago about, like, the way Eamon Ryan, and Eamon was a good friend of mine, God rest him, you know. Mm. And, like, just, you know, like, the way that they used to go and, and the way they turn things around, you know, they get huge credit for it. And just you take little nuggets from that and you try to, you try to do what you can with, with the situation that we have. And, look, you can't do it without great players. And we, we've always had great players. And we have kids coming in like Amy Dooley this year, for example, has just, I've always said that she was a, a rough diamond, you know, mm. and like she's really, really become a polished player. And I, like, I'd be very surprised if her, Mia and a couple of others don't be on the senior women's team next summer. You know, they have to be like, they're, they're, I know Mia's already there, but Amy should be as well, you know. And uh, and like Karen and you're still up, you know, they're still playing, they're still doing their thing at, at, this, at this time of their careers and their lives. And, uh, you know, we're delighted. Well, spoken like a true manager, always putting his players forward for international selection. Yeah, you never miss a beat, Mark. Um, look, 2023 Miss Quarterly Super League Champions, 2023 tro- Champions Trophy winners, and he did it all at the National Basketball Arena last weekend. The address UCC, Glanmire, as I said to Anya, everybody here in Corkshire FM, Big Red Bench, is incredibly proud of you. And uh, we're delighted to see that you've backed up the success from the previous year. You're still hungry. You still want to keep winning. Um, it's a fantastic story and one we've loved covering. We'd love to cover a bit more of it, but we cover as much as we can. But we are really delighted for you. I assume, much like Anya, that this means we will see you back on the boards again later on in the year. Is that correct? We we take a couple of months now, Gerald. We'll enjoy it in the summer, and we do a bit of work with the younger players over the next few months to try and make sure that you know that they we just sharpen them up, and and some of the ones that didn't get the time maybe that they needed this year, we try and get them busy in the summer and keep them going and have them ready for the start of next year. That's the plan right now. Look, we 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 do what we can do. We do appreciate all the support we get from the Evening Echo and the Examiner and yourselves, and it's just phenomenal that that you know you keep basketball to the fore and core. That's really important for clubs like us to try and keep our sponsors, you know, in, in, in the media because they need to be and they need to get something back as well. And so we're we're very grateful for that, you know. I mean, we've been on and anytime we're asked to come on, we love coming on. And, and you know what? It's it's just great. It's great that women's sport is really coming 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 alive, you know. And, you know, when I look at like a lot of the girls going down on, they're now playing football. And, of course, Erica was involved with us last year. I know she's making a career for herself. So it's just great for the girls, you know, that, that they have options now. And, and uh, you know, it's just great for, for your podcast there and your, that it's, you know, it, it just keeps it to the fore and it keeps, that's really important to Glanmire and, uh, you know, to us, you know. Head coach of the Address UCC Glanmire 2023 Miss Court Super League Champions and Miss Court Champions Trophy final winners. Mark Scannell, thanks for your time and we will talk again soon. No matter, Java. You're very welcome. Thanks. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Ireland travelled to the Stadio Sergio Lanfranchi on Saturday for their third TikTok Women's Six Nations fixture of what's been thus far a disappointing season. Ireland will be eager to bounce back from consecutive losses to Wales and France and register their first TikTok Women's Six Nations win of the 2023 campaign at the expense of the Italians.
The big red benches, Eve O'Callaghan, got Irish manager Greg Williams and Nicola Friday's reaction to losing to France in Mosgrave Park and their thoughts ahead of this weekend's Italian fixture. Um, look, there's, there's definitely positives to take from there. Like we, we asked the girls coming into the match to meet them up front physically and there's a 100% improvement from that from last week. We definitely felt like that was an area we, we were behind and we didn't meet Wales physically and we, we put it to the French there in terms of and in our scrum and our mall defence was a huge improvement from last week. So, like, we'll take these little positives. There's 100% work-ons to there for us to improve on, but for us, it's a tough day. It's never a, a nice scoreline like that, but we'll, we'll take our learnings from it and we'll re- regroup and we have, a, we have a big away trip to Italy and we want to make a point there. We kind of always expect to fight, um, and obviously France bring their own sort of fight. On the technical side, where do you think you, you were let down or were you so- Maybe some of the errors you kept making. I think against the French team, you have to be mentally in the game for the full 80 minutes. If you switch off, they, that's where they they execute in those little moments, and I think that's maybe where they caught us in little moments and lapses of of ment- mental like mentality, I suppose. And but you can't deny the the fight from the girls there, and that's that's what we asked in the change room. We said regardless of the scoreline, that we show the pride in the jersey and we show the fight and the want that we are, have as a group and. For me, that was definitely there today from the girls and the scoreline doesn't reflect, I suppose, the heart and the want that was there. Especially a couple of times in the first half when you did have possession and you made a lot of inroads into there. Was that frustrating? There was just small errors at the end that you couldn't cross the line? Yeah, like we 100% put them under pressure at times and, and to not get the, get executed in those chances that we had is, is frustrating. But look, we'll go back and that would be an area that we need to focus on definitely, I think, is our execution rate in there 22. But like... The other side of it is, is we took away a lot of their threats. I suppose like their mall was definitely a threat that they have, and they use it to gain possession of the field through penalties. But today, the girls really, really stuck into that battle, and you can definitely we we kept them out in that front, and I'm proud of that. Embargo? Uh, no, no. Oh, open. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, you mentioned about the kind of the, the French mentality, and do you have a performance coach kind of like the way Gary Keegan? Like, who works with you on the mental side of the game? Um, I think as a group, we just we work on that ourselves. It's about it's. I suppose it's ingrained as you as a, a, an athlete is that you have to be able to go to those dark places and and pull yourself out and. I think that that's, that's starting to be ingrained in this group will, will be the group that never give up on the fight and, and that for me as a captain is all I could ask for from a group is to be able to never give up on, on what we want to achieve as a group in the green jersey. So you don't have a performance like a coach kind of a la kind of a Gary Keegan or somebody to help you with the you know, psychology? Is there somebody who not at this time, no. This? Um, you know, we know you work so hard and you, you really had a great performance yourself, Nicola, kind of leading the game today and that improvement. But the fact that there's such a gulf there still, you know, does it feel dispiriting that it can be such an improved performance from last week and it was, and then just France are just operating on another level, it seems? Yeah, like you do have frustrations, but then you have to look at the bigger picture. Like we're, we are, and I know we said it last week, we are at the start of our journey and it's, it's going to take time. But all we ask is that people stick with us. And today the, the crowd definitely did. Like going down along the pitch there to all those little girls, you, you have to remember that they look at you as your role model. And regardless of the scoreline, they still, they still love and adore you and, and like idolise you. And for us, like, that's what we need to remember as well. Like, as much as these defeats can hurt and you know like uh, you don't want to be losing two weeks in a row but the other side of it is is that we're inspiring young girls and 
that's the positive that I'll take away from today is getting home in front of this crowd and, and seeing those little girls and boys at the end of the match. Do you feel like you're close? I mean, I know there obviously is a big um, gap at the end of the day, but do you feel like it's, you're close to France or is that it's possible to kind of close in on them as well? I think, yeah. Like, I think for us, as we get more and more time together and more and more game time. Like, if you think about it, girls had First Nations starts and first caps today and... And like I think as girls get more game time and you play against oppositions like France, you'll start to close that gap and start to, to meet them at their game. And bring, and I think for us, the parts of our game are, are starting to click, but then there's other parts that we do definitely need to work on and we won't shy away from that fact when we review this match. Did uh, good for personally miss tackles in the first half? Was that kind of something that was just felt like the French dominance or that's something you were talking about at halftime? Yeah, I definitely think that that would be an area for us to work on. And I suppose similar to Wales last week, if you're if you're taking contact on the gain line or behind the gain line or soaking tackles, it, it does give them a really good quick platform to play off. And we want to be making sure that we're, we're meeting teams on the gain line and putting them back. So that's definitely going to be a work on for us, a continued work on that we will look at over the next few weeks. Look, another tough day, not the scoreline we wanted, but if you look at the resilience that the players showed and you know, we're we're in around them every day, we're seeing how much it means to them to represent the country and how hard they're working. And I thought they showed more resilience. It's a tough game. If you're not winning the corridor power, if you're soaking tackles, it makes it very hard. So we know there's areas to improve on and we just hope to continue to improve because in years to come we'll look back on this and see these really important moments. We just have to stick with the players, they're unbelievable. Love them. A lot of context around this game and France being obviously the top, top three in the world. Is it still an acceptable performance just out on the field there, the mistakes you made on your own team? I thought it was better, Michael. I thought in some areas that set piece improved. I thought obviously, like, you know, it's tough when you play a little bit slower and they're winning the corridor power, as I said to you, because the ball slows down and it's very hard to generate any momentum. I thought if you look at certain individuals that played there today, they stood up and like, I think we want to see fight in this group at the moment and I understand it's not what the Irish public want and they want us to be winning games but I remember back with Lee Briggs over there in 2010-11 losing matches by bigger scorelines but it wasn't shown on TV and we got a couple of column inches so we were able to go through that journey without like you know the public and without being on TV and now the public are seeing this journey and we just hope that they stay supportive of the most important thing is the players. What do you think you can work on most from what you saw there? Just in the 80 minutes there, what can you address over the next couple of weeks? Oh, there's lots. You know, like I think we improved a lot from last week. And I think now as a group, we'll look back on the footage and we'll be analytical and we'll make sure that we're, we pinpoint what's important to improve. Because sometimes if you, try, if you try to improve everything, you improve nothing. So we need to focus on maybe three or four areas in our game that we believe are important that if we can get right, we'll put in a better performance. And that's what we want from this group is that development. Thank you. Um, in terms of missed tackles in the first half, yeah. I think it was north of 30. Yeah. Does that reflect France's dominance or a kind of Irish? A bit of both. Uh, honestly, it's a bit of both. I think if, if you're not folding around the corner and getting your spacing right, you're not getting square off the line, you're chasing shadows a little bit. Uh, we did get high. We got a bit handsy in terms of how we were defending, and we're just going to have to improve on that. You know, Last week, we were focusing on areas and the areas you focused on were absolutely evident today and that's what we're really proud about because we had a group that believed in the plan and now we just have to work on areas going into Italy and, and those first up tackles are essential in the contact sport it's all about that gain line and unfortunately France dominated again today far with the positives and the improvements you saw I thought the scrum was excellent you know Dennis Fogarty's on a massive amount of work 
Uh, I think the positives are that you have a group of players that probably weren't confident coming into this game um, and they're rallying around each other and I'm just really impressed for, with Nicola's leadership and to remember sometimes you have a group of women that have their backs against the wall like so many people in the country at the moment based on so many reasons understand what this group are going through. Life is not easy and to have a group who understand that the best way to counteract that is by working hard and sticking together to be a coach and to be around that is something I'm really grateful for. What about Dan O'Brien? What about her? Unbelievable, Sinead. Isn't, that, isn't it great? We found somebody belongs in this stage. There she is now. All right, Dana. She belongs out here. And she belongs out here. And we're seeing that with the likes of Aoife Dalton and, and Side McGrath. And look at Derv's influence today. Look at her as an energizer. You know, like there's so many positive things. Like Vicky's only 22. You know, Tash is only 23. You know, these players that are getting more experience, they're learning very, very quickly and they're learning in front of the public eye. And it's tough on them. But they're showing so much resilience and there's so much support. I thought the support here in Cork was absolutely outstanding. And I think the Irish public are seeing that here's a group of people now they want to get behind. As tough as it is, like none, none of these girls want to lose. These girls want to win more than you can believe. And they just need to trust in the plan and keep working for each other and we'll get there. In terms Maybe a quick word on Daryl McAvoy. Yeah, super performance. Unbelievable! Just the energy that you want. You know, like she got the crowd going, um, but she deserves it. You know, like she'll she'll be the person who'll tell you that there were times in, in, in uh, a training or times for the first game that were playing like you know where she, she she was looking for that bit of form and she showed form. She came on last week and made a massive difference and she she deserved her her start. And I thought that she just brought so much energy to what she did. I'm just really impressed with her, and you know I just looking forward to seeing what more she can do because she's only touching the surface and I just forgot how to speak English there <laughs> <laughs> that. What, what's the aim for I suppose the Six Nations going yeah, yeah, forward now with two defeats on Monday, is, right? is this embargo? it's embargo yeah. okay embargo from now okay. what's which? what's I suppose the aim kind of going forward I suppose now with two start, is, with is two to be better for Italy and that's not a defeatist attitude you know you, you go into every single contest as a human being to win it and we believe we're going to go to, to beat Italy uh, but we want to see this group just getting tired together getting more cohesion uh, continue to believe in each other it's great to see like players still signing there uh, they've gone in now bar a few but you know it's tough on the players I keep saying that but their response has been something that's really encouraging and I think it's uplifting to see it particularly when things are really tough for them at the moment it's easy to show resilience when things go well uh, so I think it's important that we continue to feed the positive and starve the negative because the negative does nothing for anybody I'm just talking about some negative um, yeah. like obviously the players worked really hard we know that mm. and but what about just that golfing class like to, to, to a team like yeah. France yeah we had again we had that before in 2011 you know we went on a journey but it was on the back pages a couple of column inches the, the difference is now that everybody's on this journey and they'll see this team continue to get better France are number three in the world they're an outstanding side even with a player down their skill set was stronger than ours today. We saw that. We saw their ability to move the ball, their ability to use their footwork to get to softer shoulders, to get their all floating game going, and they played at a pace that we couldn't live with. But now we've experienced that, and we can work to improve on that. And our job as coaches is to try and give them the most opportunities to to play against that in training so that when they get to a game it'll be better yeah I know three games obviously to come now with down week next week and obviously great experience for those yeah. young backs and I know I asked you about the relative inexperience in the backs with the sevens kind of finished now are you even open or is there a possibility that even more two of those sevens players might come in I, I'm not thinking that way I'm thinking about the players that took the field and continue to develop them they're honestly like 
I have a daughter myself. I know it's like for these women going out there. I'm so proud of them because things aren't going their way. Their backs are against the wall. Their confidence are, at times is low, but to show that fight and that resilience is better today. It needs to be better, Sinead. We've got to be better. We're striving to be better. There is a gulf, but as long as we continue to own that and have the responsibility of our actions and work hard, we'll get there eventually. And I look forward to those moments. God, I look forward to those moments for these players. They deserve it. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Cork Camogie Senior and Intermediate Panels are gearing up for very National Camogie League final appearances. I sat down with Cork Camogie Senior Manager Matthew Toomey ahead of the Rebels National Camogie Senior Division 1 final showdown with Galway. But first, we'll hear from Cork Camogie Intermediate Manager Trevor Coleman as his side prepares for their National Camogie Senior Division 2B final. Delighted to be joined on the line now by the Cork Intermediate Camogie Manager Trevor Coleman ahead of his and his county's National League Division 2 final appearance. Um, and we're delighted to have Trevor back on the bench here. Trevor, how are you? Uh, very good, John. It's great to be back. Thanks for all the support the last couple of weeks. You know, looking forward to a league final against Kilkenny. Yes, never a bad time to play Kilkenny, as you well know. Um, you've been great rivals down through the years. Um, can I ask you, though, just on, on a general side of things, I'm looking at you thinking t- this year has gone very positively for the Cork Intermediates, spe- specifically, in, I know it's early stages of the league, but in Division 2B, not an easy league. But from your point of view, I know you've had a lot of player churn. Some players have gone up senior, you've brought in a lot of new players, but you've kept winning. And I mean, that really must give you and the management team a lot of pleasure. Yeah, it's massive. So to be fair, look, winning becomes a habit and that's what we're facing the scene with these goals. But look, they went out. we went out against Kilkenny two weeks ago, a tough game up in Kilkenny, uh, small pitch, very tight pitch, pitch wasn't great, so look, conditions weren't great. But look, they dug deep. And look again, we got, same as last year, we probably get five or six goals a run, okay, and we're starting to realise what kind of panel we have now and where we are as a team and those goals starting to put up their hand. Look, there's a huge turnaround to play us from last year, we know that. But again, we knuckled down as a management team. We went to see a lot of club games towards the end of last year. And again, the club games have started again this week. So we've viewed a lot of players. We're down probably now to 31, 32 players, which is great. And they're starting to bond as a team, which is which is great as well. Yeah, that's the thing, Trevor. It is still very, very early in the year. And I know the Munster Championship is coming up. And I know then that we're into the All-Ireland Series. But from, from your point of view, obviously you would like to win a National League title. It's a good title to win. But is the key thing here that you're developing the team and getting them ready for that All-Ireland opener against Kildare? Yeah, that's the big thing. That's the big thing on the on the horizon that we need to put. Like last year, the league we probably played a lot of uh, or or would say top players, but teams that like we needed to beat. So we played a lot of our top players, and but this year we took a different approach to the league. Like we wanted to give everyone a run. I think from as around today, twenty eight players have started um, in each game in the league which is huge. We've two more now that will probably start in the league final. So, again, everyone is getting game time. Everyone's getting a chance to put up their hand, which gives us a good eye into what way they're at in play or what way they're going to be in championship. Like, you can do all the training you want in the world, but unless you put them against the big teams, the Kilkenny's, the Tipperary's, you can't see where they're really at. And we've done that this year, which is great. So, we can see now where our panel is at and who we can rely on. And again, look, we're presently just surprised though. A lot of goals have put up their hand with the turnover players. We didn't think we'd be in a situation like this in the league final but we're there we're there on merit and look hopefully we can go one step forward and, and bring a national title home we were unlucky last year in an all Ireland final and look beat in the semi-final by a point by Antrim last year which went on to be very clear senior so again look the goals we could do with it but again it's not the end of the world if we don't win it 
Um, you sound uh, the parallels with Matthew Toomey and the seniors are very similar that at this time of the year it's not necessarily getting wins uh, as welcome as they are you want to develop momentum you want to develop a spirit but you also develop, want to develop a style of play has it been difficult to impose the kind of play that you and your backroom team wanted considering all the players that have been coming and going it doesn't look like it in terms of results but it does take an awful lot of work on the training pitch Oh, it does look, and there's massive, massive effort going in on the training pitch. Look with the coach Ken Bullman, because we feel lucky to decide to play that. Something similar to last year again. You have to slightly modify it with the players we that were turned over this year and the players that came in. But again, they're all adapting to it. We do a lot of player analysis and we do a lot of video analysis, which helps with the players to like realize what we want to do on the field. So again, Johnny Lennon is highly involved in that side of things which is great for me as a manager like that. These guys can go away and produce the side of play that we need to play. And the players are buying into it big time, which which is a huge help. Look, again, we probably have the quarter last year of teams still there, you know, after starting 15. But again, like a turnover of players, the turnover we had, we had to start again with the side of play we want to play. But look, as you said, Joe, it's, it's starting to work and it's starting to come together and hopefully it'll get better. Indeed, it certainly looks like it's getting better. Obviously, you're looking forward to the National League. Finally, you hope to bring that home. Then you're on to a monster final where you play either Clare or Kerry, and then you look ahead to Kildare. Um, at the moment, is it just all about avoiding injuries, getting try and win that National League final, and then knuckle down for that monster final and All Ireland Championship? But imagine, you know, when you have your schedule in front of you, you can react to that. Yeah, look, it is trying to avoid injuries. I'm just looking to the club, the club league. Pictures and staff and so look again look we're our club people we love our club so we've, we've released our players uh, this weekend to play a club activity probably release them again next weekend depending on how our match goes but again look we just have to watch we've got a couple of injuries down the last week or two that we have to keep an eye on so again look it, it's a big thing injuries with where the fields are at the moment fields are very heavy for a lot of muscle injuries starting to come in we need to watch that but again yes it's about but look again we're preparing a squad we're preparing a panel so if a goal gets injured, there's another goal comes in and puts up a hand. And look again, look credit to the Munster Council. To be fair, the, the Munster final this year, Alan Cusick passed before the Munster Championship, which is another big, huge ordeal for the ladies' game. And it's great to see that they put them into the big stadiums. Yes, we don't have a venue for our league final, which is probably disappointing two weeks off from it. But again, hopefully that will be in a bigger stadium again, which will get the goals used to big stadiums, hopefully for going forward, you know. Well, listen, everybody here in the Big Red Bench wishes you and the Cork Intermediates all the very best in that Division 2 National League final against Kilkenny. And of course, we'll be talking to ahead of the Munster Final and All-Ireland Series. But for now, Trevor Coleman, thanks for taking the time once again to speak to us here on the Big Red Bench. Uh, thanks a million, John. Thanks for all your support. Now, here on the Big Red Bench, ahead of Cork's uh, very... Ireland National Camogie League Division 1 final against Galway in Croke Park. We're delighted to be joined once again by the Cork Senior Manager, Matthew Toomey. Matthew, how are you? I'm very good, George. Thank you. Good to talk to you again and thank you for taking the time. A very busy time for you and the backroom team and the senior squad because you're heading for Croke Park uh, on Sunday where you take on Galway in a repeat of last year's final. So I guess the first question I have for you, um, you know, up until your final league match uh, in Parky Cueve recently when Galway needed to win and did manage to win. Um, you know, that was the first test of defeat for this particular panel this year. They clearly didn't like it. Is it a case heading into this league final, I'm not going to use the word revenge, but heading into this league final, are you in a good place as a manager because you know your team are motivated to atone for that defeat? You obviously want to win a trophy too, but um, is that is that really the kind of the message that you're going in, look, we need, we need to atone for what happened the last day? Yeah, I, I I think the players have brought that themselves um, to training. By the way, they trained for the last few weeks. Um, they were disappointed in losing the game um, in the manner I suppose we lost the game as well. But um, no, they've trained extremely well since. Like um, Galway are a quality side. They're very experienced and and you know they needed to come down to Parky Keys after Tipperary losing on the Saturday. 
and to win and to be fair to them they got it um, like we gave them a soft goal and, and you know you, you can't afford to make mistakes like that against you know any team in the Camogie now especially these tight games so look we got caught for what the way we played so look we are looking to atone us but look it's a league final um, I suppose we're, 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 when you're there you know you, you, you want to make it, you know performance for yourselves like and you know as we keep saying, if we if we put in a good enough performance, um, it would take a good team to beat us. Like, but do not anything less, we're going to be in trouble. Um, are you are you happy with the consistency that you've gotten out of the five league games, the last defeat apart? Because you've had different challenges in different settings. I mean, the the way you played in the rag to be Tipperary, the performance you put in against Kilkenny and Kilkenny. Now I know teams aren't up to full speed just yet, but from your point of view, have you and your management team got out of the league what you were looking for heading into this final? Yeah, look, I suppose. From last year, we we changed up an awful lot. Um, so, you know, I, I suppose for, for us to get adapted to that, um, you know, we, we we got a couple of big wins at the start. But when when I suppose we played against the the, the tougher teams, we were just happy with with the character because look, it's very easy to when you when you're playing a new system to get kind of sidetracked from that when the, when the game gets physical or teams try to out with you. I suppose, but we were just very very happy the way they they kept the plan, kept the system. Um, you know. That side of things is what you want to get out of the league and get get more players into it. Like we we feel we have a very very strong panel this year. That you know we're down a good few players all year so far, and the players who've come in have made a great name for themselves. And it's going to be very hard to dislodge them from the team, which is exactly what any management wants um, with a panel of players. That there's, there's people fighting for positions everywhere, and and look, we have that this year. Is that the big lesson from the last two All Irelands, uh, Matthew? And so you were so close, but you know that you know the depth of the panel. When you look at Galway, when you look at Kilkenny, um, that that might be the thing that gets you over the line this year. Absolutely, you know, it, 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 like we all know at this stage, you no, know, like um, the game, you need more than fifteen, even sixteen, seventeen players. We we want twenty, twenty odd players, and we 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 like we're certainly trying to to, to get that. Um, we drafted in a couple of lads from the intermediates this year because look, we were down numbers with 28 on the panel at, at, at present, including injured players. Um, and they've brought, like, they have uh, increased the, 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 the playing on, on, on the, the panel. So we're, we're hoping that, look, we, we, get, we get it right. Look, we, we have a lot to do, yes, which is great, but like, we're, we're getting an opportunity to go to Crow Park and test out players who probably, you know, we didn't, at the start of the year, you probably said, and in the positions there, you probably wouldn't be there. So look, it's a great opportunity for them to shine now as well, and just you know do what they're doing here week in week out. Um, the opportunity to play in Crow Park—it's never a bad time to play in Crow Park. You know that experience because you're you're hopefully going to be back there uh, sooner rather than later in the year. The fact that it's Galway though, and the fact that you've just played them, the fact that you met them in last year's league final, the fact that you've met each other in an All Ireland final prior to that—you know, Cahill Murray, he knows you. I mean. Is it a time for our experimentation without giving away any secrets or are you looking really to nail this trophy with a view to gaining momentum going into the championship? No, I, I suppose, look, when we look back at the game, um, you know, tactically they were probably a bit astute to our, our system. Um, they, they obviously seen our game this year and, and tactically they were, they were like, you'd have to compliment them. So, look, it was a great lesson to us. Um, if we, I suppose if we went away and beat Galway by seven or eight points, we'd probably think everything's perfect, which is not. Um, and it shouldn't be, you know, when you when you're trying to when you I suppose when you were in match when we played them, um, so we're we're kind of like without throwing too much out. Like we had to have a look at our side of things and said, look, yeah, when this happened, we should have done this and that. So look, we have a look at it. We're we're, we're going to try a few things, obviously, but um, 
but just, just the principles we're after kind of creating the team and, and, and the, the manner we play won't be changed. One of the things I took from watching uh, you this so far this year and also watching a few of the other who I would who I would consider contenders, I'm not asking you to say who is or isn't a contender for the All-Ireland Championship because it is going to be quite close, is that the standard this year was that a little bit higher, was that a little bit tougher. Um, granted, each each county that you would expect to get to the final four probably are missing some key players at this time of year through injury or through people away. What's your take on that? Like, was it any bit different to last year in terms of the league, in terms of intensity? I'm, I'm thinking of that Tipperary game. It keeps coming back to me in the rag because other games, Cork got into a, got, When you got into your stride, Matthew, you started knocking over the scores. But against Tip, you were there for the full 60, 70 minutes against him and you had to dig that out that day. Has it been that bit more of a step up this year or has it been more of the same as far as the league uh, from what you've experienced over the last couple of years? Oh, totally. I, I, like, I, I think the last... The league last year, like we, we, you know, care we played in, in kind of a, a whirlwind, I suppose, of a weather. Limerick were very poor when they came and played us. We, we, we hammered them and we drew with Kilkenny. So this year we had five games, like they were tough, tough games. Um, so like that, that was definitely plus. But the standards, like I suppose every intercounty team now, it's like it's not like days gone by. Every team is probably as physically strong, as physically fit. So everyone's able to keep up with you. It's just the quality of the players coming through. Like there's a lot of teams making breakthroughs. Like like I suppose we were talking last year about Waterford, and, and they they're setting the, the league on a, a light at the moment. Tipperary certainly were a different team this year compared to what they've been the last couple of years. The, the improvements they've made. So the, the, the standards are raising, which is great because we know we can't be complacent in any game we play, which is exactly what you want. And we want to be tested all the time, and we want to kind of keep the foot on the accelerator all the time. And that's what you're getting at the moment. So it, it is it is definitely improving. Um, Order Cronin was a welcome return uh, returnee uh, from long-term injury there um, against Galway. She came on and played a few minutes. Uh, she's one of those players that hasn't been involved recently. Ashley Thompson, Katrina Mackey, a few others. And I know they're on the long-term injury list. But it must have been refreshing for you to see Orla back out on the pitch again and hopefully she can build on that. Absolutely. Like Orla on, on our day is probably one of the best in the country. Um she just this knack when you're watching her playing. She glides around the field, and, and you know she was a massive loss to us last year. Um, you know she she's still working her way back. You know she she's available for selection, but she's not fully there yet. But you know the difference in the girl in, in a couple of weeks there has been unbelievable. Like and, and just having her around the place and just being on the training field, it's just it's, it's fantastic. And we want to make the most of that. And you know we were at the same time minding her to make sure we don't rush her back too fast. But um, no, it is it's absolutely fantastic having her coming back. Excellent stuff. Well, look, I mean, your beloved Arsenal are top of the Premier League. You're uh, you're in charge of a Cork team heading into another National League final after a really positive campaign. I won't put it to you that things could be going better at the moment for fear I jinx it, but um, your Cork and Cork Senior Camogie are in a good place right now, Matthew. Yeah, they are, yeah, and, and, and probably more importantly, Arsenal as well. So yeah. Hopefully, the red of London and the red of, uh, of Cork will be, be to the fourth this year. Well, as a Cork fan, I hope so. As a Spurs fan, we'll talk about that another day, as you well know. But listen, for now, Matthew Toomey, for half of every here in the big red bench, good luck against Galway in that National Hurling League final, Camogie League final, sorry. And uh, all the best in Crow Park, and thanks again for your taking the time to speak to us. We appreciate it, sir. Thank you. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and you can also listen online at redextra.ie. Don't forget to tune into the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan and guests between 6 and 7pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM.